mother. I'm David. I'm his wife, Natalie. I never know when you're going to do that. I know. <laughs> I'd like um, to keep you on your toes. Uh, yeah, I know, which I need today because uh, this is yeah. the fifth podcast, podcast episode machine. I have recorded today. Yeah. I don't it's, know how you do it. And it's uh, when all is said and done by uh, by Wednesday, I guess. I will have recorded 11 podcast episodes in one week. Yeah, that's too much. But it's just scheduling got all fucked up, and then you and I are going to be, or I'm going to be out of town, then we're both going to be out of town uh, later in the month, so just having to bank a whole bunch of stuff Yeah. at, at once. Yeah. So, uh, But I am, yeah, if you hear me flagging, it's because it's weirdly exhausting to sit and talk all day. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but uh, how are you? Uh, good. It's I'm tired. That's not what people want to hear. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of like Ted with the potato skins. We're setting people up for yeah. l- low expectations, Lower so that if we if we do okay, yeah, it'll be feel like we over delivered. We'll we'll be winning. But that's we're, we'll talk about how I met your mother later. Uh, who's Ted? We're talking about friends. Yeah. The way this show goes, we talk, we'll watch an episode of Friends, episode of How I Met Your Mother. We discuss each sort of recap and then compare and contrast and talk about other stuff. Uh, we're on season three, episode 18 mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, those episodes, uh, season three, episode 18 of Friends is called The One with the Hypnosis Tape. Is that right? Yep. And season three, episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother, excuse me, is called Rebound Bro. But we're going to put, like I said, we're putting a pin in Rebound Bro. We're going to start with Season 3, Episode 18 of Friends, the one with the hypnosis tape. We open in the perk. Mm-hmm. Perk opening. We get a, 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 a long perk. This seems to be, <clears throat> I don't know if this is where the show's going to go moving forward. I don't know if we're done. Because I mentioned last week, it used to be often we'd get, like, cold opens that were just standalone little gags. Yeah. Now it seems like the cold open is there to set up the entire episode. It's very long, and I yeah. forget that we still haven't heard the theme yet. Yeah, it's like a full yeah. scene. Yeah. Like, yeah, almost. And yeah, so we're in the perk. Chandler's still smoking. Yeah, uh, inside the uh, the which, perk. Um, would have been allowed, right? I mean, I guess it's up to the individual business, but smoking indoors. Yeah. In in bars and restaurants would have still been allowed in new york city until um like 2002 yeah which is shocking like i can't imagine being in like a little tiny coffee shop you know yeah well it was shocking when i moved i think i've talked about this before so sorry if i'm repeating myself because when i left chicago in 2005 you could still smoke in bars there yeah uh which you can't now now you can't even smoke in bars in New Orleans, which is insane to me. But um, and, like many in Vegas, even. Uh, yeah, and then it's probably for the best. It's I'm yes. not judging, but it's just like it's so strange to me. Anyway, um, but it was really weird. I feel like we have talked about this before. Cause I remember saying this. It was really weird to come to Los Angeles to go to a bar and there not just be like a cloud of smoke like mm-hmm. sticking to the ceiling because that's mm-hmm. what a bar was to me for like in for the the last couple of years I, I had lived in in Chicago after I turned 21, you know? Um, it felt, like, not real. It felt like I was on, like, a movie set of a bar. It was, like... That it wasn't real. The Disneyland version <laughs> yeah. of... Yeah. Now I guess I've gotten used to it. There's no smoking bars. Yeah. It's just... I'm just used to it now. But it was so... It was such a 
one of the strangest things. The other strange thing I really remember about moving to Los Angeles, because I had never been to Los Angeles before or been to Southern California or, or the Southwest at all. And you being from here, this is probably going to sound so strange to you. But I remember I was staying with a friend while, while I was looking for an apartment and I was outside of her apartment on the, on, on the street and I was talking on the phone. I was like, it was a sunny September day. And then I like crossed into the shade of a tree and I was like, oh wow, it's noticeably cooler in the shade. Mm-hmm. And I'm from, I've always lived up until then. I'd always lived in places that were so humid that it didn't, it wasn't that much cold, cooler in the shade. Like you didn't have the sun beating on you, but the, the temperature of the air was the exact same. Right. And that was like a really stunning thing to move to a place that's not humid and realize like, oh, the shade actually makes it things actually cooler. Is. Yeah. Now I'm used to it. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was very strange. I had a friend who moved here from the East Coast, and he was like, the the most amazing thing about Los Angeles is how like omnipresent palm trees are or palms are. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's true. Like. I feel like I don't like see them that often. And he's like, there's one literally in your front yard. Like that's how present they are. I don't even notice their presence. Yeah. They're just always around. But I think I take it for granted just growing up amongst palms. Um, The thing that was so strange about palms to me when I moved out here and I was still calling them palm trees, but we know you and I know because we're uh, cool and hip and we know things about uh, plants that, that palms are not trees. They're just called palms. Yeah. Um, the thing that really weirded me out, because I, I remember, I, you know, I lived in, I don't know if I, you know this, I lived in Hollywood when I first moved out here. Huh. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> mentioned that. Yeah, I usually don't mention that. But no, um, so the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, you could see from the street, it was so weird to me that there were palm trees in a cemetery. It felt almost like insulting, because palm trees are something I associate with, like, vacation, paradise, fun, you know what I mean? Right. The idea of a palm tree in a cemetery was, it felt wrong to me at, at, at first. We... I'm looking at a palm right now. We have a parlor palm. That's what it, that's called. In here in, in the, our uh, podcast studio. In the podcast studio slash guest bedroom slash David's office. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Chandler's still smoking. Uh, Gunther takes a drag. Yeah. This is a big highlight for Gunther. This is maybe Gunther's biggest yeah. scene so far. Yeah. Uh, he's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. Did you notice what Chandler was smoking? Because I know you like to point it just out said the lights. Yeah. It was clearly. Marlboro Lights, that was the design, but it just said lights real big. Yeah, props to the props department. Um, Joey is practicing his fake laugh, and it's pretty good, and Monica decides to join in and tricks Joey into thinking she's laughing. Yeah. Um, Ross is there and Rachel's there, so like... Yeah, but they're being passive-aggressive towards one another. Right, but uh, uh, this shows that the, the conversation at the... At the rest stop last episode actually did have yeah. an effect. Like we have to try and be friends. We're gonna coexist. <clears throat> yeah. So they're there, but they're still yeah, they're still sniping at each other. And then who walks in? But Giovanni BC. Frank. Frank. Frank Jr. Yeah, Frank uh, Frank Jr., um Phoebe's Phoebe's younger brother, whom she met last season, I think, yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Um and uh he comes, he's uh been kicked out of his house. I'm gonna say right up front, Giovanni Ribisi, MVP of this episode. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Uh, he's been kicked out of the house and because his mom doesn't want him marrying his fiance, who turns out to be his former high school teacher. Home ec teacher. Home ec teacher, played by the great Deborah Jo Rupp yep. from that 70s show yep. and other things. Um, 
uh, I love her too. They're great together. This is a, this is a good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of it some until parts. we get to like a running uh, like a C plot that is Ugh. embarrassingly like it's it's not even that it's like insulting and offensive like you talk about. It's also just bad and not funny. It's like, not funny. Yeah. In 1997 or whatever, I would have thought this was bad and not funny. Hmm. Yeah. We we have a ghost. Or we have neighbors. No, I think it's a ghost. Oh, okay. Um, so, and that's, uh, Rachel recommends this hypnosis tape to, like, fall asleep to, to get Chandler to quit smoking. And, uh, the voice on the tape, by the way, is the voice of, uh, Friends co-creator Mara Kaufman. Oh. Marta Kaufman. Um, and, uh... The tape is clearly made for women, so it's like, you're a strong, confident woman, or whatever. And Chandler's listening to this while he's asleep. Okay. Meanwhile, we're back at the, uh, I'll never remember the name of it. Moon Dance? What is it? Um, the diner? Yeah, Moon Dance Diner. Moon Dance Diner? Yeah. yeah. Um, once again, I like that this is a thing that they do, that Rachel goes and has a meal to Moon Dance so that she can hang out with yeah. Monica. This is yeah. not the first time we've seen them do that. Yeah. In fact, that's how Monica, or that's how Rachel got her job. Yeah. Was... Because Mark was at the at the counter there. Um, <clears throat> but this time Mark's not there. Sadly. No. Uh, Another instead, eligible bachelor. Yeah. Name. Pete is his name. Yeah. Pete Becker, played by John Favreau. Yeah. The uh, writer, director, actor. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like John Favreau. How do you feel about John Favreau in real life? Uh, I think he's fine. I think he is a little too pleased with himself (laughs) yeah i do think maybe like him basically being the major creative force behind what became the mcu because he directed iron man you know is like that's become such a big part of who he is now that i forget that i always liked him yeah you know but we like chef we saw chef together right that makes me like yes we liked it as a movie but to put himself in a position where He's in a love triangle with Scarlett Johansson and um, Sofia Vergara. Sofia Reg- yeah. Vergara. Like you yeah. must think you are hot shit. Yeah. You know that's absurd. <laughs> yeah. And he's but, allowed to get all dumpy and like yeah. s- still be a cool guy. But I imagine in real life, a guy like John Favreau does attract any so, woman he's interested in, and and his character in that movie is Rich Schlub. Well, I guess but not. He's a, he's a famous chef. Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of get it, but it also does feel like, I don't know, Adam Sandler's always casting, like, gorgeous women mm-hmm. as his, his, his wife, and he never even, like, <laughs> Adam Sandler wears in his movies the same thing he wears every day, just, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> like basketball shorts and yeah. t-shirts, but... Um, but they're also both, like, I don't know. charming it's, guys. The Sandman is a comic genius, and I don't think John Favreau is. Yeah, I, I think um, uh, I think I, I will never not love swingers. It's it's such a too. big uh, uh, part of my early like film development, you know, when I was like a, a teenager. But also, sure. like I've rewatched it, and I do think it holds up. And in, in, I think people get annoyed by it um, because it like swingers like tied into a lot of dumb like trends from mm-hmm. the time you know and the, you know like the the neo swing revival mm-hmm. and all of that stuff vegas baby yeah it's embarrassing um but i think the way that the movie is actually a 
portrait of men trying to present themselves as these like uh as as players and 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 sharks and but they're all actually very insecure children dorks it, like and i think the movie is doesn't get enough credit for how uh how well it deconstructs a a, a certain type of 20 something single male mm-hmm. um and it's but it's also just a really fun LA movie, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of things. Um, I mean, you and I love it. It's funny. It's an LA movie that starts essentially starts in Vegas. Other mm-hmm. than the opening scene in John Favreau's apartment, the entire first like 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. are Vegas related. And you and I go to Vegas. And to this day, when there's like the light show over Fremont street, I think of swingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then of course we get the Dresden, the Dresden. Yeah. That's a, love. that's a big one. Uh, the Derby's gone the now, Derby's but gone. I did go, uh, there when I first moved here. Um, I'm trying to remember where else they go. I haven't watched Swingers in, in a while. But I feel like I referenced it a lot because we were just referencing it on this podcast the other day when I, uh, recently when I was talking about the uh, the um, area codes. There's a joke about area codes oh, and how I met your mother right. and in, in Swingers when he gets Heather Graham's number yeah. and they're like 213 or 328 or, or, or 818. 310. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> such a great LA joke. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. it's so, definitely uh, giving douche vibes. Uh, yeah, he's being very uh, not taking no for an answer and yeah. like coming on to, yeah. to Monica. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe doesn't want uh, her younger brother to marry his... Alice. Alice or Allison? Alice. Oh. I think... Hold on. I wrote Allison. Let's I think it's see. Alice. Well, I'm not going to find it on the cast list for the How I Met Your Mother episode. David, you stupid idiot. <laughs> Why don't you look at the right cast list? You waste Dummy. of space. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. She is credited here as... You're right, Alice. Alice. All right. Uh, I wrote Allison for some reason. Uh, so Phoebe doesn't want Frank to marry Alice... And for some reason, she's had to turn to Joey and Ross <laughs> yeah. for help. Yeah. She goes to she's at uh, Joey's apartment, and the, and they're they're there. Um, and and she tries to talk them into trying to talk Frank out of it. They were there because they were supposed to go somewhere else. Joey wanted to go to a strip club. Yeah, and Ross was like, eh, let's, "Let's just, just hang, hang out." out and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then, meanwhile, here's where, okay. Here's we get to the Ugh. really bad storyline, which yeah. is the Mar- Marta Kaufman saying, "You're a strong, confident woman," has made. Chandler believe he's a woman, I yeah. guess. Yeah. He's so he like puts on chapstick, but he does it in like a lipstick way where he like smacks his lips and then put uses the, the tissue. Yeah. And he compliments Rachel on her blouse. Yeah. Ghost. There's a ghost in there. Um so don't take this the wrong way, <laughs> Davey. But when Chandler like is putting on his chapstick, that's how you put on your chapstick. Okay. Why would I take that the wrong way? Because I always tell you you put on chopstick wrong. It's wrong. just because you do it. I have do I do it my way. It's not wrong. It's wrong. You put on so you like overdo it. Like you go back over and over again <laughs> the same spot. Like all you need is like boop boop like a swipe. I think you're talking about the difference between. And this is my problem. You use chopstick. I think the right way as sort of like preventive care no i use it constantly and it's a problem oh okay because I, I think but my problem is by the time i've reached for chapstick it's already too late so i'm right. trying to like over 
overcorrect. It's my problem. Okay. It's the same with like. So you're putting on as much chapstick as you should be putting on, like <laughs> weeks and months yeah, worth. Yeah. That's why you put on so much. Okay. This is, I mean, I'm like almost 40, and I've only. You've only recently gotten me into the habit of wearing sunscreen when I'm going to be in the sun regularly. Yeah. Because I get burned all the time. Yeah. So I dumb. have to put sunblock like on your desk so you see it every morning. <laughs> That's not true. Like a goddamn mother. <laughs> yeah, I don't like sounding like uh, I'm your kid. But you care about me. That's the that's the point. You want me to not get skin cancer, right? Yeah, okay. that's the point. All right. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a bunch of jokes about you and they're acting like a woman. They're all terrible. Every one of them is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Pete left a $20,000 tip. Mm-hmm. A check. Uh, a check for $20,000 as, as, as a tip. Um, and this is how we find out um, that he's uh, a tech billion a tech millionaire i yeah. guess yeah uh, i don't know um uh there's a really great scene again g bc mvp of the episode yeah. um joey and ross trying to talk frank out of marrying alice turns into frank making a case for how pure mm. and singular his yeah. love uh the love between him and alice is and they actually end up <laughs> encouraging all, him and yeah. then <laughs> They all Joey becomes his best man yeah. and Ross yeah. is a ring bearer. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And then meanwhile, Chandler walks by in like a, a towel, a towel, but a hair. towel under his armpit and his, and one over his yeah. hair. It's terribly unfunny. I just it's don't know. funny. Yeah. Like the level of joke we I've come to expect from friends is way above this. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, if we did, we don't do, like, we have a segment where we do funniest moments. If if we did unfunniest moments. That would be. It, it. would be Chandler. That the whole entire story. The whole story, yeah. story line would be on that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Phoebe has decided that her way of, like, she wants to talk to Alice. So, as a home ec teacher, she's like, I need your help getting this mustard stain out of the... The tablecloth, the table cloth, which is like an entire jar of mustard. Yeah. More than like she pours pork. mustard on the tablecloth yeah. for a home ec emergency. Yeah. Um, Monica goes to confront Pete because um, she's like, I guess I'm just thinking about like um, where the economy is right now. And I, I, I kept like being like, wait, why is she so mad he gave her $20,000? But like, I, I, it's, I get it. But yeah. like. It also seems like... I would have just cashed it. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. It seems like an episode written him. by rich people yeah. who can turn down $20,000. Yeah, yeah, Monica it, would keep it. you that. don't talk to him. Yeah, so, but instead she goes to confront him, and he's, uh, like, analog Zooming. He's, yeah. like, in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, I love, like, the <laughs> tech, the tech bro world in this show. Yeah, he's got his three, like, three of his underlings are on different TV screens, and he's standing up in his office <laughs> talking to them. Yeah. You're supposed to vamp when I take it. Oh, thing. sorry. I was confused. Um, also, like, kind of ahead of his time because he's not sitting in a desk. He's standing. So he's, like, oh. taking his meetings upright. Oh, which is like how Donald Rumsfeld. You're supposed to do it. Right? Yeah, because sitting is the new smoking. But I love, like, my favorite thing. I mean, now I'm not in an office. I'm still in an office two days a week. But I would always poke fun at my coworkers who were mostly, like, lefties like me when they get standing desks and i'd be like oh like donald rumsfeld <laughs> you're just like donald rumsfeld just like it yeah uh all right um uh 
So yeah, Monica's real mad about being given $20,000. Meanwhile, Frank, we find out that Alice did break up with Frank and he's devastated. Yeah. And and, uh, he says a lot of things that will be in my funniest moments in this scene. It's (laughs) such a funny scene. Every single thing he says in this scene is hilarious. Uh, But then Phoebe comes clean about what she did and Phoebe's and then Frank is hurt and says even more funny stuff. It's yeah. just such a great up. Epi- like he's so great in this episode. Yeah. Um, I also love that, uh, uh, everyone's so excited to see Pete when he comes to pick up Monica, yeah. you know, <clears throat> and what Joey says, how much money do you have in your pocket right yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, and then his surprise for their date is they fly to Rome. Yeah, so they take a PJ. But I looked up a direct flight to Rome from New York City is like eight and a half hours. But if you have your private jet, it's like so much quicker. Why? It's not like... It goes faster. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm Because he's like a, a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, uh, he probably has that like... Like the, super, the Concorde or yeah, whatever? Yeah, something like the Concorde. So maybe it was like three hours. Maybe four. But it, I... Uh, uh, I don't know. This, this, I'm looking up stratojets.com, New York to Italy jet charter. Um, the average flight time on a private flight from New York to Rome, Italy, is nine hours, five minutes. Hmm. So this is just... Doesn't, doesn't make sense. Well, it's also, uh, like, doesn't make sense that Monica would, like, exchange all of her money <laughs> for Lyra. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just go to... Yeah. Uh, what, did, like, what did they do for eight and a half hours? Anyway. Um, but they're in Rome, and which you can tell because that's Amore is playing, uh-huh. which always makes me think of Amore eels. Um, right. uh, and then there's a... I guess kind of the payoff to the awful hypnosis thing is Joey hears the tape and understands what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. The payoff to the Frank and Allison story is that Allison, sorry, Alice, I wrote Allison. Alice. Alice tries again to break up with Frank and they end up making out on the couch. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not going to break up. They love each other too much. Yeah. Uh, and then the tag at the end is we find out Joey has re-recorded part of the tape to try and convince Chandler to make him a cheese sandwich every day and, and buy, buy him hundreds him of dollars with pants. Pants and cheese sandwiches. So if you're <laughs> if you're trying to hypnotize your friend into like making you something, wouldn't it be more complicated than a cheese sandwich? Joey's an uncomplicated guy. I guess. <laughs> Do you have any other stray observations about this episode or should we move into funniest moments? I mean, I guess just like 18 and 44, that is upsetting, that age gap. Um, and also 44, like I'm not far from that, but I feel like she's like a very old 44. Uh, yeah, I looked it up. She, she only would have been like 46 when the episode was filmed. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, but yeah, probably it's mostly like her styling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's a home ec teacher. Right. Uh, uh, let's move on. Okay, well, it's funny you mentioned the age difference because my first funniest moment is Joey saying to Frank, you're 18, she's 44. <laughs> when you're 36, she's going to be 88. And then Frank says, you don't think I know that? 
in that um, scene at the perk when Frank Jr. is like, um, I'm engaged. Do you want to meet my fiance? And Phoebe goes, do I? And Frank goes, do you? <laughs> Everything he says is funny. Here's another Frank one. After Alice has broken up with him and Phoebe says, how was your day? And he says, oh, just probably the worst one since I've been alive. <laughs> That's very much Napoleon Dynamite. We're staying my life. What do you think? Yeah. Um, another Frank Jr. line when he was saying that he wants to have babies. He's like, you know, because I never had my dad, dad around and now I'll have my dad around because it'll be me. Yeah, I'll have a dad around. I'll have a dad me. around because yeah. it'll be me. Um Another Frank line, uh, when he's he's saying that it doesn't make sense that Alice broke up with him for because of the age difference, because he's too young, and he says, I'm older than I was when we first got together. Yeah. Um, another Frank line is yeah. um, when he was talking about, like, his worst days, I think. It was even worse than getting arrested for stealing those birds. He was listing all the things that had gone wrong in his life yeah. before Alice came in and made it better. And yeah, yeah. I wrote... Stealing the birds. And then getting arrested for stealing those birds. Okay, my last one. Last funniest moment and also a Frank one. He's so betrayed about what Phoebe did. And, and he says, My mother didn't want us to be together, but the worst thing she did was tie me to the porch. Yeah, I thought that was sad. Because <laughs> people do that. Um, How do people do that? Like, because he's a grown man. He could untie himself unless his hands are tied to the porch. Oh, I thought, like, as a child. No, she's saying, he's saying, my mother didn't want us to be together, meaning her, oh. him and Alice. Oh, So I this see. was a very recent thing. I see. That okay. his mother did. Okay. It wasn't, like, a childhood trauma. Um, this was just, it wasn't all that funny, but when um, Monica goes to confront Pete in his high-tech office... <laughs> After, like, the Zoom meeting, she's yeah. like, I can't believe you would give me this check. And they go back and forth. And then one of, like, the colleagues on the Zoom screen is like, uh, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> in the credits, he's named Trent. I don't, oh, okay. I don't remember. I don't remember if they ever say Trent in the episode, but I always think that's funny when a character has one line yeah. has a name. Yeah. Uh, all right. Should we move on to Friends But Make It Fashion? Yeah. Um, Giovanni BC looked so cool. Oh my god! Especially in, every, in his first scene, the motorhead and the coat, shaved head. Yeah, yeah. Motorhead T-shirt and then like a like sheepskin, like brown sheepskin yeah. coat over it. Yeah, such a cool look. Such a cool look. All of his because that was a cool look. And then at a, in a later scene, he had like a blue collared shirt and brown pants. Like he's always looking real good. Yeah, I think if I had seen this when I was when it aired, because I was I've always had short hair. And at that age, I was also very skinny. And not anymore. <laughs> um, uh, it I, is. I, yeah, I would consider myself doughy now, I think. Aww. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I would have wanted that look if I saw that at yeah. that age. Oh, yeah. In the same way that when I saw Train Spotting at probably about the same time, I was like, yeah. I want to look like Renton because he was skinny and had, yeah. had short hair. And I was like, maybe I could do it that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Rachel has a like a rust-colored vest, which I liked. A yeah, lot. that and that's under which she was wearing the blouse that Chandler complimented. Yeah, yeah. Um, my only one, and I don't know if it was. I can't tell if I liked it or not because it was strange. Uh, 
Um, Ross is wearing a floral tie, which is not unheard of, but it was like completely brown. Yeah. And that's a weird color for a floral tie, right? Yeah. I couldn't tell if I liked it or not. Yeah, I don't think I did. Uh, Brown floral tie. Um, That's it. Do you have any more fashion moments? Nope. Um, what, what, what's up in running jokes, motifs, and foreshadowing? No, oh, I'm sorry. What's under the umbrella? Under the I umbrella. I change this. What's um, under the umbrella? Well, uh, Chandler talks about his childhood a bit. Um. What did he say about his childhood? Well, he was alluding to his dad being gay. Oh, yeah, but that was, he was like, that's a normal Thursday night for my dad. Yeah. But that was as much true now as when he was a kid, right? Yeah. Because his dad's still alive, right? More to come on that. Okay. We've met his mom. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else we've met. Of we've met both of the Gellers. Mm-hmm. We've met both of we've met the Greens. Frank Buffet. Um, but Phoebe's mom died. Phoebe's mom died. Yeah. Wait. Who played Frank? Um. What's his name? Um. Short. Uh. From Christopher Guest movies, little fella. What's his name? Okay. Um, why don't you vamp while I look it up? Um, and then we've met Joey's grandma and sisters. Bob Balaban. Bob Balaban? Yeah. That's Frank Buffet. Okay. We met him? Why am I drawing a complete blank on this? Um, and we, oh yeah, we also met, way back in season one, we met Joey's dad, right? We met Joey's dad, and we met Monica's... Yeah, we met, we met Rachel's mom and dad. Mom and dad, yeah. yeah. Ron, Ron Lieben yeah. Uh, was the dad. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yeah, and the mom um, is... Um, I can't remember. Don't tell me. Uh, what's her name? That girl, right? That's right. Yes, I don't remember her name either. Yeah. Um, sorry, I have to see... I, I feel like a, a real dummy here. About Bob Balaban? About Bob Balaban. I'm trying to picture him on the show. Um, yeah, we've met him a few times. Um, okay, what else is under the umbrella? We get a Phoebe... Oh, no. <laughs> I never noticed those. Yeah. I gotta keep when it When Alice that. called it off uh, at her apartment, that's when she... Changed. Okay. I'm sorry, but you're incorrect. Sorry to correct you. Bob Balaban plays Frank Buffet in exactly one episode of Friends and is not until season five. So oh. we haven't met him yet. I just spoiled it, You huh? just spoiled it, yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I don't care. I spoil upcoming guest stars for you on How I Met Your Mother all the time. Um, I could have sworn that he already showed up. Yeah. Huh. Um, but Lorraine Newman played his second wife. Yeah. Frank's mom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Phoebe and Frank are half-siblings. Yes. Yeah. They share Frank. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't have anything else under the umbrella. Okay. Should we take a quick break? Yep. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot 
Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, we're back, and we are ready to talk about Season 3, Episode 18 of How I Met Your Mother, which is called Rebound Bro. Okay. Take it away, Natalie. I forgot to say take it away, Natalie. (laughs) Okay, so um, we start off where we left off um, in the last episode when Ted's talking about his complicated relationship with Barney. Um, they basically broke up in the limo yeah. in the last episode. Did Did you notice, because he's talking to the kids, and he says that he... Uncle stopped. Barney. He says Uncle Barney, but he says because he had spent the night with Robin. He doesn't say yeah. because he had sex with Robin. Yeah. He, like, uses teenage-friendly teenage, teenage friendly yeah. language, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, the kids look bored, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, Barney continues to call Ted to try to, like... Get him back, yeah. but he's, um, he's kind of like just like fucking with all of them, and then he's calling everyone to try to get them to be his new wingman. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, meanwhile, Ted is so happy with Stella; they're having a great time. The only issue is they haven't had sex yet, and um, he is upset by that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just, it's surprising because they've been. Together a while. Been heavy for a while, it's yeah. Been a while. Um, at Barney's office, he is auditioning wingmen. Yeah. Randy is real, really trying, and Randy is um, played by Will Forte. Right? Yeah, the great Will Forte. And then there's uh, like there's mention of uh, Pete being VP of Awesome. Then he calls a bunch of people, um, and they're all like dads or like boring or um they already they have already another bro that's my favorite they one. already have another bro yeah um and then ted goes to stella's office <laughs> and he wants to have sex with her and she is embarrassed to admit that she hasn't had sex for five years yeah um because ever since she had her daughter she didn't want to make a mistake and like trust someone and then regret it yeah i love that she's um eating a big sloppy meatball sub and talking, and talking about, about like pus exploding yeah. all over someone's back and ted all he can think about is having sex with her yeah um she was talking about like lancing a growth yeah. and not knowing what it was yeah um so ted goes back to the apartment and blabs to everyone this very private intimate detail about stella's life and Marshall and Lily are giving him such a hard time. Like, she hasn't had sex since 2003. Um, that's so long ago. And there's some funny jokes with that. Yeah, yeah more on that later. Uh, more on that later. And then they kind of, like, get into his head about, like, high expectations. So they're telling Ted that he needs to lower the expectations yeah. or else she's not going to like it. Um, Lily talks about her longest drought was when she was in San Francisco and apparently the San Francisco earthquakes caused her to orgasm repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Right? Something like that. Yeah. She was like um uh Dan Aykroyd's wife in the great, great outdoors and the uh washing machine or the yeah. dryer yeah. that she yeah. Yeah, or um uh and Mad Men, uh, Betty, Betty Draper. Oh, with the... With the washing machine as well. But no, it's um, the back the massager, right? No, that's Peggy. 
Peggy oh, Olsen with, Peggy the with the massager. massager but Betty with the washing machine. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, Ted tries to bring uh, potato skins to Stella's office to kind of um, get her to lower her expectations, and she sees right through him. She knows what he's trying to do. Yeah, it's a cute scene. Um, it's a cute scene. Um Randy, meanwhile, hasn't had sex in 13 years. <laughs> and even though he gets the job as a wingman, he's terrible at it. And he doesn't know how to, like, he's just totally freaked out and incapable of talking to women. Yeah. Even though Barney gives him the three rules of talking to women is isolate, repeat their name, and neg them. Yeah. It's like, very, uh, what was that guy? It's the the rules. No, the rules was like how women to land a husband. This is like the male version. Oh, the game? What? But what was the guy na- like? The na- hookup artist? Hookup artist, was that yeah. Him? And he had yeah. like a show on VH1? Yeah. 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 Um, so meanwhile, Stel- they have a plan. Uh, Stella and Ted have a plan to um, get a hotel room. She shows up at the apartment. And um, Marshall and Lily just like sabotage it by saying like oh wow like big night ahead um five years you know so it's yeah. it's obvious that ted blabbed to them about five years and she's humiliated do you think offended i feel like ted and the gang are close enough friends that i buy that he would share that I also think that Marshall and Lily should have known that this they was They have not... more tact than that, usually. Yeah, like, they should have they... known this was not something to talk to her about. Yeah. She's not that, like, indoctrinated into the friend group. She's still, like, girlfriend of. Yeah, She's yeah. not one of the friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we get a lot of scenes of Randy and uh, Barney trying to talk to women. Um... Uh, Randy calls a woman a fat, ugly whore. That's his. That's his version then, of negging. That's his version of negging. <laughs> and then, but it's a very funny scene. Delivery. To be honest, it's a He's funny like, delivery. What's your name, Haley? Haley, um, come over here. <laughs> Haley. Haley. Come on. Yeah, he's following the steps. Yeah. Like he's doing everything right, according yeah. to Barney. <laughs> um, and then he gets nosebleeds every time he gets an erection, yeah. which is gross, but very funny. Yeah, Will Forte. He's not quite the Giovanni BC. Yeah, but he's great in this yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, he's very funny. Um, we find out that Randy is a former New York police officer, and that works for one woman who wants to bring him back yeah. to her apartment so she can help fix his bloody nose. Yeah. Um, and then, let's see, uh, Stella and Ted take a big step in their relationship, and we think it's going to be sex, and then it's meeting her daughter Lucy, but then it ends up actually being sex because they spend the night in a hotel. Yeah. Or in a motel, and then he jokes that he's going to tell Marshall and Lily... <laughs> Yeah, I like, uh, I like that he and Stella have like, a sense of humor about it. And just in general, we see them like making each other laugh. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a good way to like sell uh, a, a couple. I remember one time I was listening to, um, 
he doesn't have this podcast anymore, but it was it was an NFL podcast. It was this guy Dave Damashek, who could be pretty funny. And he was talking about like shows like The Bachelor or like those like Love Island or mm-hmm. whatever those like group that he was like, I never believe that any of these people are actually falling for one another because they never make each other laugh. They never laugh, yeah. Yeah, they never laugh. And if and, they do, it's just so, like, fake. Yeah, worse than Joey and and, and Monica. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and so I like that they laugh. Like, I like when Stella comes to, like, um, make amends and, and patch things up the next morning. Ted's like, this is awkward. I've got a girl here. And she, like, knows he's joking. Yeah. I, I like that that detail. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Do you have any other No other stray observations, um, but I, we do have some funniest moments, but you go first. Um, uh, okay. Funniest moments, um, when Barney's auditioning different people for Wingman, um, he calls someone and he said, oh, Doug Stein's my new bro. And then Barney said, yeah, uh, Doug Stein's a good bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad I didn't say that earlier because I almost mentioned it. Yeah. But, uh. Uh, yeah, speaking of bros, um, when he's hanging out with Randy, Randy calls him Broseph Lieberman, and mm-hmm. Barney says, we don't turn failed uh, Democratic VP candidates into bros, and he pulls out his notepad, Randy does, and crosses something out and says, goodbye, Geraldine Ferrar, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Um, when they're trying to hit on a woman at the bar, she has a koala bear pin, uh-huh. even though they're not bears koalas are oh, just koalas like palms like palms yeah they're just palms um this is an educational podcast yeah nothing else wear sunscreen wear sunscreen palms aren't trees palms aren't trees koalas aren't bears koalas aren't bears um and then she says to randy what's your favorite thing about koalas koala bears and he said their meat is delicious <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, there's also that barney has introduced him as an australian Koala bear expert. So yeah. he says that I meat is, uh, is delicious, but he also says it in like a weird accent that I guess is him trying to be Australian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is a Barney line that's more about Neil Patrick Harris's delivery uh, because, of course, Randy gets a drink thrown in his face when he insults Haley. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Barney's like, I get drinks thrown in my face all the time. He says, Pretty soon you'll be able to anticipate it, and when you do, and then he mimes like leaning into the drink and gulping it. He yeah. goes, "Free drink." Yeah, yeah. Um, there were some funny uh, quotes when Marshall was saying everything that happened in two thousand three. Like she hasn't had sex since uh, Seabiscuit galloped into theaters and yeah. into our hearts. Yeah, we were just learning about SARS. Yeah, the Da Vinci Code had just been released. That doesn't seem that long ago. Not the movie, the, the book. book. And then the last one. The Nell Carter. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's look up celebrities who had died. Yeah. And then that's how, that's how Marshall finds out that Nell Carter died. It's very sad. Yeah. But it reminded me of me and you doing the uh, "How were we doing?" segment. You know, talking about things that had happened in, in the yeah. past and yeah. and people who died. Um, did you? Am I up um, or are you? I have I have one more. Oh, I was just still talking about Nell Carter. But oh, did yeah, you watch no. Give Me a Break? No. I mean, I I know what it is and I've seen it, but I... Because I, I loved it yeah? growing up. Yeah? Yeah. Huge fan. Um, I have one more. I can't okay. remember whose turn it is. It's your turn. I don't have any more. Okay, this one's a visual gag that... So we've learned that Randy gets a nosebleed when he gets an erection. 
Yeah. When he's talking to the girl who like loves cops. Yeah. Um, for some reason. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's talking to Blue Lives Matter, and um, yeah. he gets a, he gets a nosebleed, and then she like gives him a napkin, and then it's like, why don't we go to my place? And I can clean you up or whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And and as he's walking away, Barney, like, gives him a thumbs up. And he gives the thumbs, thumbs up back, takes the napkin away from his face. And there's blood he's just covered. all over his, yeah. like, teeth. Yeah. And it's so gross. Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> and he, he's got a big smile on his face. Um, I do have another funniest. Uh, okay. But that also segues into fashion because oh. those blouses were extraordinarily ugly. Which blouses? In this episode. Just in general? Uh, every single one of them. Yeah. It was shocking. Like, in the first scene of McLaren's, when Lily and Robin were sitting next to each other, each in, like, an absurd, shiny, big bow. Robin had that green bow that looked like yes. a, a craft project. It was so like, bad. Like, I almost busted out <laughs> in laughter. Um, now, in this scene, the only, like... Uh, uh, um, yeah, you, I, I, yeah, the green dress, uh, green bow blouse, whatever it is, is awful. awful. But then, right next to her, ruffles and sparkles. I don't think I could see past the bow. Yeah. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Uh, but I did. What did you think of in the scene with the tater, the potato skins, or whatever, where they finally decide to plan uh, the the to have sex? Stella's wearing a dress that's like blue and green and white, but it has like chains, not actual chains, but the the pattern mm-hmm. looks like links of chains. I think that was fine. Yeah, Her outfits that. aren't as bad as everyone else's. Well, she does have a shiny green blouse at the end. Yeah. Uh, that seemed like came from Robin's closet. Yeah. Um, so other than that, do you have more? No. The only thing I have is, look, you know that I'm kind of a, a dork, right? Mm-hmm. And I like preppy looks sometimes. Randy might be a loser, but all of his shirt and tie combos are perfect. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got, uh, we first see him in like a, a a check shirt with a blue and green rep tie. And then later he's in an even smaller check shirt with a tie that has tennis rackets on it that looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then at the bar, he's wearing a tie that has an adorable whale on it. Mm. But it's a, not like, see, Ross, when Ross wears pattern ties, it's like a big... I didn't notice the whale tie. Pattern. It's it, But it's not a pattern of whales. It was just like a blue tie, and then right in the center, it had a tiny How little cute. cute whale. I love that. It was great. I wish I'd noticed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Randy... Uh, but I think that the, the the way they dressed him is supposed to, like, be a sign that he's, you know, probably, uh, like, a private school kid, like, rich private school yeah, kid yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like that look. Yeah. What can I say? Yeah. Um, should we move on to what's under the umbrella? Yeah. Well, uh, we, we got a legendary. What else? Well, it was a legendary, wait for it, dairy. <laughs> Randy gets it wrong. Yeah. Uh, because he's reading uh, Barney's blog. Yeah, he's been reading it for years. Yeah. Um, which means there's also a have you yes. met, yeah. but then he never finishes it because yeah. Randy is hiding under the table. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, anything else under the umbrella for you? Nope. Well, should we move on to, I don't, I I didn't make note of any major similarities or differences between the two episodes. Did this you? is a very minor similarity, okay. but there was it. someone in both episodes named Pete. Oh, Pete was one of, one of uh, the uh, uh, Barney's yeah, potential. Bro, bro candidates? Yeah. 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 Potential. 
Brotentials. Yeah. Yeah, one of his Brotentials. And then John Favreau was also Pete. So yes. that's all yeah. I have. Yeah, I guess um I guess that's it. I'm sure there's probably more, but Yeah. Uh For, nothing else. Yeah. Came to mind. Um Let's play favorites. Okay. Three, two, one, friends. friends. We hated the third storyline, yeah. but it's still we still get so much good Frank Jr. Frank Jr. Yeah. What a character. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean like, what a character, but yeah. like what a great character he is. Yeah. And they keep finding ways for him to be dumb. How old was he in, in How, filming this episode? Yeah. I think we, Cause we've, I think we talked about this when he showed up the first time that he's, Okay. He's he's considerably older. He's um he would have been like uh 23, I guess. Okay. But that still makes me like a predator for thinking that he's like super attractive. But I mean, you were young. It's I'm a real like, Alice. Yeah. But I think it's different. It would be different if you were seeing this for the first time. But it's like tied up in your memories of right. having a crush on Giovanni Ribisi when you were a teenager. Right. Yeah. And I actually saw him um when I used to go to, well, we both u- used to go to UCB frequently um, to mm-hmm. see comedy shows, but it's yeah. right across the street from the Scientology Center, which the right. Rabisis are known Scientologists, and yeah. I saw him on the corner, likely going to his yeah. center. Yeah. His celebrity center. Um, I feel like I haven't seen him in a while, because uh, he did three years of that show Sneaky Pete that neither of us, hmm. we didn't watch Sneaky Pete, no. right? Uh yeah, I feel like other than that, I haven't seen him in, um, this says he was in Selma. I can't say that I remember him in Selma. I do remember him in Ted. You and I saw Ted in the theater. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember him in Ted. He was like the creepy guy who wanted the teddy bear because he was a older creep. Okay. Anyway. Um, Yeah. What are we on to now? We're moving on to uh, my favorite. Oh, no. First, we have to catch up on our correspondence. Oh, yeah. Wait. But we can't. We don't have any. We're recording this because um, we're, as I said, there's like so much stuff coming Scheduling. up. We're recording yeah. considerably early. So our last episode hasn't posted. So the catching up on our correspondence we talked about on the last episode still hasn't even aired. Okay. So, yeah, there's been nothing new. Okay. So what's the call to action? For this call to action this week um is it creepy to think a young person is cute if you thought they were cute because like giovanni bc now is old enough for you to be attracted to him right yes yeah so yeah i, I so to me i feel like if i'm watching I'm trying to think of an example um if i'm watching the opposite of sex which i think you and i recently talked about, right? Did we yeah. talk about that on mic or off mic? I think that was off mic. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, Christine Ricci's very young in that, but I I was younger when it came out. I was younger than right. she was, and yeah. I thought she was hot. Yeah. I think it's still okay for me to think that, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, also, why don't you tell us your favorite May-December romances? In real life or fictional? Either. Okay. I mean, okay. We, we're not going to know people's real life. I no, I mean like celebrity couples. Yeah, either or. Yeah, either or. Is that a good call? That no. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce. It's called 
how were we doing? This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season three, episode 18 of Friends, which is called the one with the hypnosis tape, aired on Thursday, March 13th, 1997. A day on which something happened that I can't believe I don't know about. Hmm. Do you know what the Phoenix Lights are? No. Or were? No. On this day, March 13th, 1987, uh, hundreds of people saw unexplained lights over Phoenix. I did hear about this. I listened to it on a, about, about it on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I looked it up and there's some like, cause obviously there's like military base nearby and, yeah. and the military saying, Oh, that was just a, you know, flares from the planes falling or whatever. It was definitely UFOs. Well, li- by definition. Yes. Yeah. It was That's an unidentified flying object. Well, That's, even the I government think. is like, Yes, there are mm-hmm. things that we can't explain, and NASA has no idea what it is, and we're not telling you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be weird that we've been spending so much time freaking out about the end of the world due to climate change? What if aliens just blew us up? It's about time. It's about damn <laughs> We got it coming. Yeah. Uh, all right, top five songs in the U.S. on this day. Number five, Drew Hill, In My Bed. Drew Hill is the group that uh, Cisco came right. from yeah. before he had it on his own yep. um jewels and number four jewels you were meant for me at number three tony braxton's unbreak my heart uh number two puff daddy's can't nobody hold me down and at number one the spice girls wannabe jackson and i know that it's a great <laughs> song season three episode 18 of how i met your mother aired uh, which is called, sorry, it's called Rebound Bro, aired on Monday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, mm. 2008. Mm. Um, I wonder if I did anything. I generally don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Like, you and I, like, I think during quarantine, we were like, yeah, let's order Mexican food or whatever. Yeah. But, like, we don't go out and party on Cinco de no, Mayo. No, it's a rookie move. And it's, like, something that white people do. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I'm sure I have. Like, any excuse to, like, go to a bar and, you know, drink margaritas, I'll do it. Yeah, but I guess living in Southern California, we don't need an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can get a margarita, margarita whenever the hell we want. Yeah. Um, let's see. I uh, had looked this up. Oh, sad. Someone who died this day. Uh, Irv Robbins, if you don't know the name, you uh, uh, pair the last name with the other last name, Baskin, and you'll know why he was famous. Co-founder of Baskin Robbins, Irv Robbins, died on this day. Wow. Yeah. Um, I told you that I had a friend who worked at Baskin Robbins uh, in my hometown of Simi Valley, and um, they were closed down for a significant amount of time, and I was like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, why is the store closed? And he's like, we forgot to order ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they forgot to order ice cream, like the one thing that they do. Yeah. They didn't order it. Store Um, to close. (laughs) That is very funny. Uh, Did you... um, um, I haven't been to a Baskin Robbins in so long. I'm not even a big ice cream guy, which we've talked about, but I feel like I am like... A hipster enough that if I'm going to get ice cream, it's going to be like scoops or like where where'd we go in uh, Los Feliz? Uh, oh, um, it's like a last name. Is it? I can picture it. It's right by Andrew. It starts with an L. Yeah, I can't remember Lucas now. Lucas and Llewellyn. 
Uh, I think it's something like Llewellyn. Okay. You look it up? Yeah. Do you remember, uh, when I think of Baskin Robbins now, I think of, do you remember in the first Ant-Man movie, after he, like, gets out of prison and he's trying to, like, go straight, he, like, Paul Rudd is working at Baskin Robbins? Mm-hmm. Van Leeuwen. Van Leeuwen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, working at Baskin, Baskin Robbins, and uh, his boss, the manager of the Baskin Robbins, is played by Greg Turkington, aka Neil ah, Hamburger. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love Why? that Peyton Reed. Yeah, uh, I love that Peyton Reed got people like Greg Turkington yeah. <laughs> into the MCU, yeah. and uh, has tried and failed twice to get Tom Sharpling into the MCU. Three times. Oh, three Thrice. times. Yeah. What's the third one? I guess there's yeah. Uh, I guess there's a third one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let's uh, move on to our final segment, which is called Challenge Accepted. This is where we try to guess what's going to happen next week on the shows based uh, armed only with the episode titles. Uh, first, we have to see how we did last week. I um, um, I guessed. Oh, that's right. This is my thing, our thing where we're... Trying to even it out. Yeah, so I threw away my guess. Although, this this episode is so not about Ross and Rachel that I almost accidentally got it right. Yeah. But I didn't. I, I guessed Ross and Rachel make it through the whole episode without bickering. Nope, not once. You bet your bottom dollar. Yes, sir, Bob. I almost got that right. Yeah. They barely bickered, like, at the beginning. Um, you hit it right on the money. Yeah. You said Barney looks for a Ted replacement, but God bless the guy, he's just not up to snuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm only ahead by one now. Okay. Um, there are only two, even though there are six episodes of Friends left, there are only two episodes of How I Met Your Mother left. So you only have two more chances to tie it up. I wonder if you're going to tie it up. I think I might. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, you got it so on the money that I should I just give you two, two points. points. <laughs> um, <laughs> look for that in future seasons. Yeah. <laughs> Find out ways to do that. So I am going to start. Uh, do you want to vamp real quick? Mm. Naturally flavored strawberry waffles. Mint chip ice cream. Green chili and cheese tamales. Okay. Season 3, episode 19 of Friends is called The One with the Tiny T-Shirt. The One with the Tiny T-Shirt. I'm going to guess, um, that, uh, Rachel, okay, go ahead. Mm, did you do the songs for? I didn't. Top five songs in the U.S. on... Uh, uh, on Cinco de Mayo 2008 thank you mm-hmm. uh, even though we never know I think that's why I skipped and we like never know these songs yeah uh, number five Usher Love in This Club and number four Madonna Four Minutes huh I don't know it. yeah we, we just weren't paying attention yeah, number playing. three Jordan Sparks No Air number two Lil Wayne's Lollipop and number one Leona Lewis keep bleeding keep keep bleeding love um, okay the one with the tiny t-shirt Here's my guess. Rachel Rachel goes on a date with somebody, right? Okay. And she wants to look sexy to make Ross jealous. Okay. And she wears a tiny t-shirt. But it turns out the t-shirt... No. No. 
Because he's too young. I was going to say, what if it turns out it's one of Ben's T-shirts that Ross left behind? But ben, Ben's still, like, very little. Yeah. That's still my guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, hold on. Oh, no. My notes app just crashed. Oh, no. Okay. I'm good now. Okay. So, Rachel wears a tiny T-shirt on a date to... Um, arouse to arouse the green monster in Ross but it turns out to be an actual child's t-shirt and maybe that child is Ben Probably not, but I'm going with it. <sighs> okay, so that's my prediction for okay. next week okay. on Friends. Okay. Now, next week on How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. we're on season three, episode 19. Because we just did 18. 19 yep. comes next. Season three, episode 19 is called Everything Must Go. Mm, okay. Um, okay. So, uh, we already had an episode about, like, getting rid of belongings. That was Ted getting rid of belongings, yeah. That was Ted getting rid of, but Marshall and Lily, because they're moving into their new home, Mm -hmm. so they want... All new furniture. So, are they gonna have like a? Well, I mean, before they even have furniture, they have to repair the floors in the place. Yeah, so they need money. Yeah. So they're going to try to sell all of their shit in an estate sale. Okay. Okay. Um. And uh, yeah, is that enough? Uh, Yeah. Of a guess. Marshall and Lily. Um, throw together a quick estate sale to raise some cheddar for their stinky new apartment. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we did it. We did it. Yeah, we got to the end. We we, we we watched the shows. We talked about the shows. And uh, we thank you for listening. You can find this podcast wherever you found it. Uh, but you can find posts for every episode at battleshippretension.com. You can leave comments there. That's one way to uh, correspond mm-hmm. with us. You can also email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. That's a way to correspond with us. Uh, finally, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, where you can find my other movie reviews and stuff at Battleship Pretension and on my Twitter. Uh, and you can tweet me, which is uh, seems to be a particularly uh, a popular way to correspond with us, at Davey Pretension. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm embarrassed because I've forgotten after three seasons of doing this, but Natalie, where do you want people to find you on the internet? I don't. Okay. Um, but I do want people to uh, subscribe to this show and tell their friends, tell their mothers... Uh, rate, review, give us five stars. Um, you could say something nice to us. 
and we do read everything. So if you correspond yeah. with us, we will get back at you. Um, but yeah, until next time, see you at Totally Nude Nudes. <laughs>